Good morning and welcome. Happy Friday. Give yourself a hand. The week is almost over. It's March Madness. Well, the state of Arizona is out. Horrible performance by U of A last night, but I didn't have them in my bracket, so it's okay. I'm Joe Jaquin, CEO of the Patriot Trading Group, on this glorious Friday morning. Our toll-free number, 800-951-0592. The physical delivery of wealth insurance. Legal, lawful, constitutional tender. And if you don't know what that is, you're going to find out. The website at allamericangold.com, where we got all that stuff up there. You know where it is. It's got to be part of your daily routine. We keep you in the know. And what do you need to know today? Well, it is two things. Number one, our brand new show kicks off next week. Wednesday, 3 o'clock, up in Colorado. This, uh, this won't, It won't be on in Phoenix, but we'll be on in Colorado uh, from 3 to 4, uh, Monday through Thursday, starting next Wednesday. So be ready for that, man. I, I got to tell you right now, we're lining stuff up. It's going to be a banger. You're not going to want to miss that one uh, on Wednesday at three o'clock up there on the Lion KHNC. Uh, what else do you need to know? It's Friday. We got a Federal Reserve meeting coming next week, and we've got all sorts of, I don't, you know, are they going to raise rates? Are they not going to, you know, that old chestnut? And is it going to be three rate hikes or four rate hikes? And and I'll tell you right now, it it doesn't matter. It doesn't. <laughs> I mean, the amount of debt that we're piling on, it really doesn't matter. But uh, did you see we had another bankruptcy today? So just this week, we had a liquidation. Right? Toys are us. 33,000 people are going to be out of work and in Almost a thousand, because they were shutting the 180, and then they said, "Oh, we'll just shut them all." Another 800, so I think it was 980 total. Toys are us, babies are anything are us is gone. Then we had iHeartRadio, right, the largest radio company. They filed for bankruptcy, and then this morning, well, I guess maybe it was last night, Win Dixie. Uh, for those of you that listen in the southeast, they're a major grocer in the southeast filing for bankruptcy protection uh they're going to close 94 stores i think they still have over 500 i mean this is a pretty big retailer uh but they're going to close 94 stores they fly under the banners of winn dixie bilo and harvey supermarkets the closures in alabama florida georgia louisiana mississippi north carolina south carolina that's a lot of empty space uh, combined with the Toys R Us, but it's gonna this this just the beginning. It's gonna be a really big year uh, for retail, and really the the reason is we had a lot of zombie retailers. And what I mean by that is these are retailers that would have been fine, but they what happened is they all got bought out by you know private equity firms, and when they bought they they just borrowed the money, so they saddled all of these companies with all of this debt and and now of course as the rates are rising and they can't get financing and and all of those things they 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 got to shut down 
Uh, that's what happened to Toys R Us. I mean, you know, if, if they if they had been saddled with hundreds of billions of dollars worth of debt, they probably would have been fine. I mean, they're not a great retailer, but they could have still stuck around. Uh, and so just get ready, right? That started. We, we've got people today. We had, uh, what did we have today? We had a couple of, oh, jolts. The second, if, if, if you know, take it for what it is, the second largest increase in job openings in their re- in, since they've been tracking that data. Uh, they, I don't know how, but we'll go with it. Hey, it's a good thing, right? Six hundred. I think they said an increase of six hundred and fifty some thousand jobs, at least openings. Uh, not obviously. Uh, we'll have to see how many hirings, but that's a good start. Uh, we had a good consumer confidence number. Uh, we got an update on the food stamp number, uh, and I, we, we'll get to that. The headline was very deceiving, uh, which is unfortunate, but we'll talk about that. But what we're really going to focus in on today, we're going to focus in on Russia's been attacking our power grid. I don't know if you saw that. Uh, of course, they've been out. Uh, they've killed several people in in England, right? Have you seen that too, right? Think about it. it it's crazy, the world that we're living in. The, the Russians are out there killing their former, uh, I don't know, dissidents in other countries. Apparently this morning we are now saying that the Russians have been trying to attack our power grid. And here's what's so funny is remember what I told you when I talked about, you know, my oldest brother, my older brother, he's a, he's a colonel in the army and and he I actually the best part was he had been stationed in South Korea a bunch of times several times he, he's actually spent years there and and said you know they the biggest threat for for as far as he's concerned right the, you know I remember we told you about Korea he's like hey listen all all those people are dead and it's all mountainous nobody's going to win that war Everything's in range there. I'm not that worried per se about uh, them launching a missiles here. But what he did say was the thing that he worries the most about right there, the power grid. He, he said we're the most vulnerable there. Uh, it's not if somebody decided they really wanted to do it, he believes they could. And he said three days without power is all it takes for New Orleans across the country. We're going to talk about what the Trump administration said the Russians were up to when we get back. Hide down in the cellar. Patriot Radio News Hour on a Friday. It's getting weird, isn't it? Man. It's been incredible. You think about, you know, obviously we we focus about financial stuff here, right? That's what we do. And you think about what they have done, and it's absolutely incredible. When they write the history books, they'll be like, what were they thinking, right? The the greatest minds, and this is the plan that they came up with. and, And then you start thinking about other things like, you know, and when we talk about when, when I build portfolios. So as an example, uh, my brother. Remember we talked about uh, my other, you know, I have three brothers. So now two out of the three are customers of mine, including the colonel. 
and I just shipped his box. And I had talked to him, and I said to him, I said, well, you know, how do you want it? And he, he didn't know. You know. I don't know. What do you, what do you think? And I, and I said to him, you know what? I'm going to build you a portfolio like I would for anybody else. And, and he said, okay. And he said, why? Because he's like, why don't you just send me, you know, a bunch of twenty, right? The one ounce. Just send me the 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 big coin. As he called. That's the, that's how much dollars. Just send me the bigger coin. And I so I I explained it to him. I said, you never know. You never know what's going to happen. And when you think about, you know, like a, a twenty dollar gold piece today, what what thirteen hundred eighty five dollars. When you're talking about, hey, for an extra $20, is it worth having some $5 pieces in there? And, and I said to him, it is. It absolutely is. Be smart enough to know you don't know what's going to happen. And I put some silver eagles in there, and I, you know, I had some $10 lives, some $20 lives, some $5 lives, some silver. And today, here it is. The Trump administration last night blamed the Russian government for a campaign of cyber attacks stretching back at least two years, targeting the U.S. power grid, marking the first time the United States has publicly accused Moscow of hacking into American energy infrastructure. It's incredible. Beginning in March of 2016, and then they say, or possibly earlier. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you right now. There's no possibly. You know that it was earlier. Russian government hackers sought to penetrate multiple U.S. Criti- critical infrastructure sectors including energy, nuclear, which scares the you-know-what out of me. We got Palo Verde nuclear power plant out here on, on the outskirts of the west side of town. Commercial facilities, I don't know what, what that means per se. Water, aviation, and manufacturing, according to a U.S. security alert published yesterday. The Department of Homeland Security and the FBI said in the alert that multi-stage intrusions by the Russian government had targeted the network of small commercial facilities. Again, these commercial facilities, I apologize, I don't know exactly what that meant. Right, all the rest are pretty self-explanatory. The water, the power, right, we, we get that. They staged malware, conducted spear phishing, right? Not, not the kind you do, uh, you know, on the Colorado River, and gained remote access into the energy sector networks. Of course, the alert did not say which facilities or companies got targeted. That'd be nice, though. Wouldn't it be nice to know? You know, hey, uh, SR, at least here, we've got two big power companies, SRP and APS, uh, along with 
Palo Verde nuclear power plant. I would love to know if those three were on the list. The direct condemnation of Moscow represents an escalation in the Trump administration. This is the first time I ever remember them, you know, specifically saying they did it. It said the Treasury Department imposed sanctions on 19 Russian people in five groups, including Moscow's intelligence service. I guess that was done yesterday. And, uh, in response for meddling in the elections and other malicious cyber attacks. I guess this is the other. Russia in the past has denied that it tried to hack into other countries' infrastructures and vowed Thursday to retaliate with sanctions of their own. U.S. security officials have long warned the United States would be vulnerable to debilitating cyber attacks from hostile adversaries. It was not clear what the impact the attacks had on the firms that were targeted. Boy, think about that. They have an operation they have dubbed Dragonfly that targeted energy companies in the United States and Europe, and in some cases, the Russians got into core systems that controlled company operations. So think about it. Essentially, essentially what, what that says is they could have shut it off, right? I mean, if they're in the core systems that controlled company operations, obviously they could have shut it off. I don't even want to think. Can you imagine? That's not funny. I mean... Uh, the only example that really I know that is prevalent in my mind, because let's face it, we don't cover Puerto Rico, right? Poor Puerto Rico, they just got obliterated. I, who knows if the power is ever going to get back on there? But New Orleans was a great example. Yeah, they had the flood, but after the war, it was the power, right? You saw all the looting and the rioting. I mean, just, nothing works. I mean, no power, you get no nothing. No stores can open. Nobody can buy anything. Nobody can sell anything, right? You're down to the barter system. I mean, that's it. And that's why it's always good when you're when you're doing portfolios. If you need help, putting portfolios together will help you. Listen, we're still going to, obviously, we want, and, and all the portfolios that you do, when you're buying gold, when you're buying silver, first and foremost, you're buying it to protect your wealth. It's wealth insurance. Hey, I'm just going to preserve what I've worked so hard for. Think about how good it, it, it's worked, really. Go back to 1900. $20 gold piece bought you a cow, bought you a steer, bought you a heifer. Right today, that twenty dollar gold piece still does. Right, go back to nineteen seventy. Right? Well, you couldn't really own gold yet. Well, we'll go. To, we'll go to nineteen seventy one. Right, I think they said gold was like forty two dollars. You could have bought the probably the nicest suit on the rack for forty two bucks. Right today, right thirteen fourteen hundred bucks, you got yourself a nice suit, really nice. And that's what all gold does, right? 
it keeps you whole, right? And 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 it it doesn't make you money per se. What it does do is what the Federal Reserve was supposed to do, right? 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 Which was protect the value of the dollar. Well, it, it's the best way to tell you what they've done. Gold allows you to retain your buying power. Something that you could have bought 30, 40, 50, 100 years ago, you can still buy it with gold. Right? That's it. It keeps you whole. But when you put it away, the vast majority, when we put portfolios together, and I'll use my brother as an example, and I have no problem telling you, he, 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 he did $25,000. That's what he did. The vast majority of that we put into $20 gold pieces. And the answer was simple, because you want to buy as much gold as you can. But we, we took about 25% of that. So we, 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 we took, you know, about $5,000, and we put it in fractional gold and silver on top of it. And I think that's a great way to... to to put a portfolio together. Now, there's people out there that are like, yeah, you know what, I'd rather have more of the fractional stuff. I'd rather have more silver and more $5 liberties because I'm a little more worried about the, you know, like this power grid thing where when you you talk about, hey, why why do we put away as much gold as we can? Talking about putting away like the $20 piece, the $20 libs, or the $20 saints, or or the one-ounce gold eagles, or whatever it may be. That's because we know what the central bank is doing. We understand what the Federal Reserve is really doing. And and they call it inflation, right? We talk about it all the time. Hey, we want 2% inflation. What that really means is we want to devalue the currency by 2%. And by the way, the way we calculate it, we know every year the real pace of inflation is probably five percent, right? But you know, they we 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 got to use stuff like uh, what did they call it? Uh, rent equivalent, <laughs> right? Whatever that is, uh, we got to believe that in twenty years the price of a new car has not changed, right? That is what the Federal Reserve says in their inflation calculations that the price of a new car has not changed in 20 years because the technology is so much better. I mean, does it really matter if you can plug your iPhone into your car? I mean, does it? Not really. You still got to go from point A to point B, right? No matter what, you need a car. Here's the great thing about it. Think about this. 20 years ago, Gold was three hundred dollars. It's thirteen hundred dollars today, right? The average price of a new car twenty years ago was like fifteen thousand dollars. Well, if you put the fifteen thousand dollars into gold, this is the best example I can give you, right? At three hundred dollars, you would add fifty twenty dollar gold pieces. Today, gold's thirteen hundred and twenty bucks, right? It's sixty six thousand. And you know 
I know they say the average rate about thirty-five thousand, but that's for the run of the mill at sixty-six thousand. I mean, you can't buy the new Ford pickup truck for a hundred grand, but you can still get yourself a new car. That's what gold does. That's it. Doesn't matter what the Federal Reserve says. But understand this: their goal is very, very simple. We want to devalue every single year. And eventually, what happens? Right? Eventually, they know we'll devalue to zero. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. The today, or I guess last night, uh, for the first time, uh, the United States has said Russia has hacked into the United States power grid. Uh, they said that uh, they gained access. They didn't name exactly who or what companies they were able to gain access to. Uh, their central, some of these companies, they got all the way into the central controls. Uh, and you know, you, and then you think about, right, they, they murdered a couple of, I guess, uh, I don't know, dissidents in, in, in England over the last, what, over the last few weeks. And you think about, then you think about, like, the Chinese and the, their military base in the South China Sea. You think about North Korea and, the, you know, and their nuclear weapons that they've been developing. And, and, and you just start to wonder, what's going on? This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report, a daily commentary continuing the conservative pro-family legacy of Phyllis Schlafly. And now, from the archives of Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, here is Phyllis Schlafly. Do you know that the most powerful office in the United States is not the president? Indeed, the most powerful man in the world is the U.S. president, but the presidency is not the most powerful office. Another office is more powerful because it chooses whose names will appear on the ballot for elective office and what will be the policies of the political parties that support those candidates. Let's consider how anybody gets elected in the United States. Are you satisfied with how government is spending our taxpayers' money today? If not, you will have to elect some different representatives in Congress and in state legislatures. To change the laws and the spending, you have to change the people who make the laws. But to elect new representatives you like, your candidates must be on the ballot so you can vote for them. To get on the ballot in the general election, such as we will have in November this year, you have to be nominated for an office by a political party. In some states, candidates are nominated in what is called a primary, and in other states, nominations are made at a political party convention. Usually, only a small percentage of voters participate in the primary or convention. So the candidates endorsed by each party's county or township committee are usually the ones who are nominated and thereby win a place on the November ballot. These party officials are usually elected every two years at a meeting of the precinct committeemen. So what this boils down to is the precinct committeeman is the most powerful office in the country because the committeemen determine who gets the chance to be elected to office at every level of government. Remember, if your candidate is not on the ballot, he will not be elected. 
If you care about the future of America, now is the time for you to think about running for the important office of precinct committeeman. We want to hear from you. Ask us for information on how you can do this. This has been the Phyllis Schlafly Report from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. In 2016, the conservative movement lost one of our strongest leaders, but Mrs. Schlafly's work and her voice continue through this radio program, our work in Washington, and the influence you have in your own community. Be part of that legacy at phyllisschlafly.com. We encourage you to bookmark phyllisschlafly.com. And join us again for the Phyllis Schlafly Report. I mean, we're running trillion-dollar deficits. Trillion-dollar deficits. And you're telling me we can't secure the power grid? I I don't get it. But then again, though, you know what? Here's the reality. Everything costs so much more than expected. And so when you sit there, and, and even like me, like I said, we're running trillion dollars, and it's only getting worse. And our power grid's vulnerable. We got right our infrastructure. You, you saw the the bridge that we just that was just excuse me just built that uh, what was that the FIU in in Florida, the college there, and that horrible tragedy. They just put the bridge up, and it collapsed and killed a bunch of people, and. And we have a problem with our infrastructure, and, and you really, you really, when you start thinking about it, how much money do we really need to spend, and why is it costing so much? And, and the answer really is simple: this is the plan. Right? It's not an accident; it's a plan. Uh, here's a great article, and it's a local. This was an Arizona teacher fed up with low pay and nearly meaningless salary bumps. An Arizona teacher posted her salary to Facebook alongside alongside an exasperated message, uh, uh, Whispering Wind Academy. Okay, so that's, I'm going to assume that's a charter school. Whispering Wind Academy. Teacher Elizabeth Millich wrote her pay was not a living wage. A picture of the paperwork revealed her pay of $35,490 a year. Now, we are, Arizona's near the bottom in teacher pay. And I actually know several teachers. Actually, I know a lot of teachers. And they don't make a bunch of money. You get paid more if you work in the public school system and you get paid even more if you're willing to work in the worst part of town. But it's not like you're going to get paid 70000 right? That's not happening. She got an additional $131 in pay for next year after she took some developmental classes, according to the Arizona Republic. This is my new pay after taking a few professional development classes, she wrote. I actually laughed when I saw the old salary versus the new one. 
I mean, really. I need a college degree to make this? I paid $80,000 for that degree. And then I had to pay several hundred dollars more to transfer my certification to Arizona. So she wasn't from here. But And I will tell you this, I know now. I didn't know. I thought I knew before, but I know, as all of you know, my oldest son, he's a senior. He's going to college here in August. Eighty grand, you're in state, and you're going to one of those big schools. Now, you can do it for us. You could go a couple years to community college. There is ways to pay less. But eventually, you've got to get that four-year degree. And like I said, so many of these jobs, now teacher probably does, but so many of these jobs don't require a college degree. But nonetheless, she spent $80,000 to make thirty-five grand. <laughs> think, about, think about if she took it out and had student loan debt, she's never going to pay it off. The reality is, Without my husband's, my husband's income, I could never be an educator in this state. I'm sad for my single mom teacher friends working three jobs to make ends meet. Something must be done. Now, of course, what she's saying is, wait, you need to pay teachers more money. We need to pay everybody more money. But that's not really what needs to be done. This is a result of the fiat money system that we live in today. Being a teacher was never a a great job. But you go back to the 70s, you could be a teacher and your wife stayed home. Of course, today, nobody, I mean, how many people stay home now, right? Almost the vast majority of households all across, you got to have both people working. And if you don't have both people working, it's, it's not a glamorous life out there. And then you think about the cost of, so you have a teacher that makes thirty-five grand, but she's got to spend eighty grand to go to college, right? You go back and think about uh, Ben Bernanke. Remember, I, I trash him all the time. You know what it, what it cost him to go to Harvard? Because you know he was he wanted you to believe that he was regular folks. I worked during the summers. I worked at a Mexican restaurant. He wrote, "Going to Harvard was four thousand dollars, Ben." Let's face it, you can't go to Harvard for 80 grand now. That ain't happening. But these are the things that that really it's so funny because they're they're talking about, hey, we need to pay our teachers better. Really, they're they're missing the whole problem. The average pay for an Arizona teacher, by the way, according to the governor, is 48,000. And obviously she's a newer teacher, so she's at the bottom of that scale. But that's not the real issue. And you sit there and you think about why it is. Why are all these cities broke? Why are all these states broke? Why is the government broke? Why is it that with 4.1% unemployment, according to Jolts this morning, we, where there were 600,000 new job postings, 
and yet 42 million people are on food stamps. And you think about why it is that I'm so adamant you need to get wealth insurance. The devaluation is picking up steam. The debt levels, they're skyrocketing, and the devaluation is picking up steam. Just think about it logically. The more debt that we have, right, that means the more money that needs to be printed out of thin air, which means what? It's worth less. It's simple. And that's why, you know, I hate looking at, you know, and we do, we're on the show, on, on the air every day, so you follow the gold price and the silver price. We follow the bond market and the stock market day after day after day. Well, really what we need to do is you need to step back and you need to really take a long-term look at these things. I feel bad for this lady. I do. The problem is paying them more isn't going to fix it. Because it doesn't matter how much more we pay them, we're always going to need more. That's part of the plan. The Radio News Hour. We'll be back. So really, let's just cut through the crap, shall we? Right, we, we like I said, we watch this stuff every day, and every day, you know, we're we're now. Remember, we used to be you invest for the long term and the buy and hold and all that, all the mumbo jumbo that they used to tell us. And oh, it's okay if the debt, as long as it's not more than three percent of GDP. Well, now we're at five, on our way to like ten. And now, all of a sudden, whatever the news of the day is, it moves everything, right? This report, that report. Now, apparently, uh, what I call the fake reports are worth more valuable than the actual real data itself, right? The survey data, you know, they put, oh, yeah, consumer's confident, or or whatever it may be, you know, and all this ISM manufacturing and all this. doesn't mean anything. What you do need to pay attention to, to is what is really happening on a much bigger, much longer-term scale. And exactly what that teacher was upset about is exactly what most of Americans feel. How is it that I got a college degree, I'm, in, I've got, I'm a professional, I'm a teacher. I'm a physical therapist. I, I, I'm a, an engineer. Right? It doesn't matter. Right? I, I, I'm a banker. I'm a this. I'm a. Nobody's making enough money. Well, just a, a, a little bit. Just a few people. How is it? And here's the other thing I love. They say, "Well, the minimum wage job was never meant for you to be able to, you know, support yourself." Yeah, it did. That's a lie. Ask Eric. Right? Ask, think about yourself. How many of you were out of your house right after you graduated high school? How many of you were out of your house within six months to a year of graduating high school and you were working minimum wage or right near it? And guess what? It worked, It was fine. He did, Eric was still in high school when he was doing it. 
can't do it now. And it's not because the job changed. The job didn't change. Right? Being a teacher, you're still a teacher. The only thing that's changed is the value of the money that you've been making. And it really didn't matter. So what are we going to pay? Pay him 40000 Well, in a few years, that's not going to be. Pay him fifty. That's not enough. Pay him sixty. That's not enough. And it continues on that way. But then something starts to happen. you got to remember, we've got to sell all this stuff. Chinese holdings of U.S. government debt. This was a number that came out uh, yesterday. The Treasury Department released this number. Nobody talked about it because they don't want you to know. Holdings of U.S. government debt fell to a six-month low uh, to $1.17 trillion. The Chinese, in January, according to a report out of Bloomberg, said they are looking to cut back the amount of U.S. government debt that it buys. Bloomberg was citing what they said were unidentified sources within the Chinese government. U.S. Treasuries are often used as a carrot during the political ping-pong match when trade tensions escalate. And, of course, they're escalating right now. But you got to remember, listen, even if they left it here, they haven't increased their holding really in the last seven, eight years. I mean, it goes up and it goes down, and they're at a six-month low and, and all of these other things. But here's the real point. Chinese aren't dumb. They're like, well, let's see. Uh, 2.8% for a 10-year. <laughs> and uh, your currency's been in, and really when you think about it, the, the United States currency, as our debt bubble has risen, right, so you start at 1971, the national debt's $400 billion. Today it's $21 trillion. Okay, the U.S. dollar has been declining the whole time. Now we've had peaks and valleys, right? It goes down, then it goes up, it goes down, it goes up, right? We remember the last couple of cycles. The dollar went from about 110 down to the low 70s. Went back up from about what, about 2011, from 2011 to about 2016, it went back up to about 101. Now it's back on its way back down again, and if you go back even further, you go back to the 90s and the 80s, right, the dollar was up in the 130s. Now we go, go it went down to about 110, back to 120, from 120 to 100, from 100 to 110, from 110 to 70 some, back to 100. Now it's back down again. While we're right around 90, 89 or 90. That's a long-term trend, and the rest of the world is saying, "Hmm, I really." 
really don't want to buy any more of these because I'm not getting a, a good enough bribe for the amount that your currency is devalued. Think about last year, the U.S. dollar devalued by 10%. Right? So if you're getting paid two and it devalued 10, you just lost 8% of your money. Yeah, stands the reason why they don't want to buy anymore. Take their radio news hour, final segment before the weekend. announcement here we are closing early today i apologize but me and arlene got stuff to do we're busy you know we're we're rocking and fire and so we'll, we'll be closing at two o'clock today so get your orders in before two o'clock i wanted to give you an example of what i mean it doesn't matter how much we pay people the average pay in 1971 okay this is not just teacher pay the average for everybody $6,497. And we had a lot more people, as a percentage of people living in the middle class than we did today. At $6,497. And now at 35000 listen, everybody knows, you make 35000 and you're all by yourself and that's your only income, you're in poverty. Today's special, U.S. Silver Reason. I've been on it. I know it, and everybody's waiting. I'm waiting with you. Uh, the best price of the year, I think, $380 a roll today. If you buy the case, 9500 bucks at 800-951-0592. To go along with that theme, U.S. $5 Liberties. So I'm giving you the great fractional material, right? Whether it's Silver Eagles uh, on the on the silver side, uh, five dollar Liberties on the gold side, three fifty on a five dollar gold Liberty at eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. And remember, we got the Fed meeting next week, and we always see the low, right? The week before to the week after. And I think this time around, I got the feeling it's the week before because uh, gold, gold gold's down two bucks, thirteen fifteen. Uh, Silver is down nine cents at sixteen dollars and twenty eight cents. Again, rolls of U.S. Silver Eagles uh, well below three dollars over spot at three hundred and eighty dollars a roll, uh, and the old U.S. five dollar Liberties at three fifty today at eight hundred nine five one. 0592 and just, you know, be your own central bank. Understand the big picture. And when you think about the debt cycle that we're getting, we're, we're in the first inning of. Right? And we're going to have a national debt that exceeds $40 trillion in the next 10 years. Just the interest on the debt, assuming and I'm making a big assumption that the 10-year note right, stays kind of right where it's at. Which we know it's not supposed to, but but if the Fed's funds rate stays you know, somewhere around 2%, 
just the interest on our debt is going to exceed a trillion dollars. Think about that for a minute. Right now, we, we hit a low in interest rate reserve. We got the, you know, the, about $250 billion. It's going to add, go all the way up to a trillion. If there's a spike in rate, which I'm worried about, that's really what keeps me up at night, a spike in the bond market, we could see interest on the debt, I don't know, what, $2 trillion? Could you imagine? I mean, we only bring in about $3 trillion a year right now. 800-951-0592. Put it away. And then let's all hope like you know what. We don't have to use it. Patriot Radio News Hour. Enjoy the weekend.